All right, welcome to the Cybertraps podcast. We are here at the Inch 360 event uh, in beautiful Gonzaga and Spokane, Washington. And uh, today we have Pia Hollenberg. Did I say that right? Yeah, you said that okay. right. Okay, Pia Hollenberg. Um, so what she does is she is a, um, is a recovering journalist. She I am said. a recovering journalist. Tell us yes. a little bit about what you do now. I am a cybersecurity writer. Uh, and what that means is I basically take my journalism skills and I apply them to writing uh, blog posts and white papers and contributed articles for uh, executives who don't have time to do it themselves uh, because they're busy running a business. Mm -hmm. um, and also for companies that have software that <clears throat> they're struggling to explain to people what is it this thing does, why should you really have it. So I, have, I, I can sort of translate all the, the tech talk into... Mm -hmm. Um, something that people want to read. And one of my clients actually said that. He said, well, you know, the difference between you and all the other people is that you write stuff that people want to read. Yeah, wow. And wouldn't it be nice if everybody looked at their websites and ran them through that lens? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. there's a lot of um, stuff out there. Yes, there's, <laughs> there is a lot of junk, that is for sure. That's a good way of putting yes. it. Yes. Uh, so what brings you to an event like this? Um, so three years ago, I started my own, I started working for myself and I was a journalist for 20 years before that. I had another job in between, um, doing fundraising. So I was basically always, uh, surrounded by people and I thrive in a, in a busy environment like newsrooms are, well, they used to be, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> newsrooms used to be, oh, Oh, no, that's it. No, newsrooms used to be loud and kind of boisterous environments, and there's always people around you. You can bounce ideas off your, uh, the person next to you, that kind of thing. And so after I'd been on my own for about a year, I started feeling kind of lonely. And I thought, I'm for sure the only person who does anything cybersecurity in Spokane. That huh. can't be anybody else because the writing agency, the tree iron company that I, I write for a lot, they're based in San Francisco. Uh -huh. And so all the cyber writing was somewhere else. And I was like feeling lonely in the Paulson building. And then I met Heather Stratford and I kind of got involved a little bit in the cybersecurity community here. And I realized that there were all these people and there were all these companies that I didn't even know were here. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I better start going to those conferences. So that's why I'm here. And I just kind of shake hands and take notes. And um, I'm always looking for trends. Like they were just talking about cloud security. And so uh, that's something that I will you know, go home and write up a few things just for myself, do a little research, what else is going on surprised to hear um, working from home being brought up again as a, a, a cybersecurity issue. Um, but I guess as long as we work from home, there's bound to be some cybersecurity issues. And so I, I keep, I try to keep on top of the trends. So when I interview somebody for one of the contributor articles I write, I can ask the right questions. And I don't just sit there and go, oh, so, dude, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this cyber thing you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. So when you were in journalism, were you focused on cybersecurity or is this a whole no. new thing? No, it's a whole new thing. I covered basically uh, a lot of local journalism. I was uh, an editor a couple of times. I covered politics, elections, crime, anything 
you know, you can think about that comes into a small newspaper. The cyber thing happened because a friend of mine was already getting into the cyber writing business. And she called me and she said, there's this company, they really need a writer. You need to call them. You just, you could totally hmm. do this. And I was like, no, are you kidding me? Have you met me? I mean, <laughs> I'm not an engineer. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, call them. They really need somebody. And I was like, okay, pity hiring, right? Uh -huh. Because they, <laughs> they need somebody, fill the seat. But they hired me right away. And that was a startup company called Reciprocity. Uh, that's who I, that was my very first cyber client. And so I wrote for them for uh, a couple of years. They got bought up as they all, they yep. all positioned themselves yep, to get bought up, right. you know. Um, so they got bought up. But then I connected with uh, Trier in San Francisco. And through them, I have uh, written for Mandiant. I've written for a startup. Well, they're not really a startup anymore. They're actually pretty kick-ass. They're based in Israel. They're called Cyber Six Skill. Okay. And they are dark web threat hunters. And they made the huge mistake of giving me access to their portal. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that in the kindest way. Yeah. Um, they sorted out all the stuff I told them I didn't want to see. But I <laughs> yeah. can, because can, they can do that. They can just block all the, if mm -hmm. you don't want to see this, it's fine. And so I learned so much about the dark web and all the stuff that's going on there. Um, so let me ask a question yeah. about that, because uh -huh. normal people probably are not really thinking about the dark web, except that we know it exists in some, you know, alternate place, and, and that's all good. Uh, but tell us a little bit about what you're seeing happening right now with that, that we should be aware of. Well, I can tell you um, my, favorite, my favorite statistic or my favorite quote, and this always blows people's mind. The dark web is the third largest economy in the world wow. after the United States and China. Wow. So just let that sink in. It, it's not a place for basement dwelling nerds, you know, what they sell uh, T-shirts to each other or whatever. It is a professional, it's a separate business environment. And the uh, companies that operate there, for instance, the ransomware companies, they are set up just like a legitimate business. They mm -hmm. have customer service, they have packages you can purchase. Would you like to target your former employee employer with a ransomware attack? We can set that up for you, sir. It's $1,000 in Bitcoin yeah. and in you go. And I think um, one of the things that people don't understand unless you are in this business is that we're way beyond the basement coder yeah. in a hoodie. It's yeah. not about that anymore. So, and then it's interesting to me that uh, whatever political conflicts or war we have in the rest of the world is reflected on the dark web. Mm. So, okay, yeah, I'm biting. Tell me a little bit more about that. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like the current crisis, for instance, in in Ukraine, mm -hmm. um, hackers, bloggers, the people who make a living on the dark web, they take sides, and then they start, they launch their own attacks. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's without that's I can probably say that without getting into much trouble. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. We had a, a previous guest on the podcast who worked for the Navy as an intelligence officer oh. and and shared hints of that similar kind uh -huh. of stuff that, um, yeah. you know, that that's a very real aspect of war that we don't talk about in the news and we don't hear much about as normal folks. Uh, but that that is really happening. So mm -hmm. it is really happening. If you look at the typical 
threats to, let's say, any internet user in the United States. They come from China, they come from Russia. The most of them come from China or mm -hmm. Russia. And so anyway, yeah. that was really interesting to me. Yeah, fascinating. I, I can easily go down a rabbit hole, but, yeah, but I, I think this is good. I, I think <laughs> uh, we'll need to have you on the show again. And I would talk love that. more about this. I would uh, love that. So P Pia, how do people get in touch with you and, and learn more about the work you do? Um, the best way to get a hold of me is via my email address on my LinkedIn profile. I have a strange name, Pia Hallenberg. Mm -hmm. And my email is just my name. It's piahallenberg at gmail.com. Awesome. Um, I, I basically any sort of social media because my name is so odd you can easily find me yeah I hear you that's how it is with Jethro as well so <laughs> at Jethro Jones everywhere yeah there uh, you go Pia thank you so much this is thank great you. getting to know you and spend some time with you so thank I you I really for being appreciate here. it thank you